to Expounded Universe, Season 19, The Wrap-Up Episode. The sexiest thing is not giving a shit. The book, Mind Harp of Sheru, by L. Neil Smith. The year is 1983, and your hosts are Jeff and John. And now, they'll go! Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's Expanded Universe. Let's get to the questions. I don't really care. Wow. Huh? Not giving a single fuck. How sexy is that? It was pretty sexy. I know, right? You know, sometimes people are like, confidence is sexy. Mm-hmm. But what's really sexy? Not giving a yeah. shit. <laughs> the sexiest thing is spinning your chair around and sitting down in it the wrong way. And in fact, let me just try that right now. Ah, sh- just got a computer chair. I can't. Yeah, I, it's hard. I, I'm now I'm uncomfortable. That's it, why it uh, youth pastors never have computer chairs. Yeah, let me just, I'm just going to my hat around instead. Oh shit! This is just my hair. I'm just grabbing my oh, hair. Oh no! And... I've I've spun my scalp around. This, I don't think any of this has been sexy. <laughs> I mean, there's only one person besides me in this dingy hot garage to tell me was me uh, awkwardly trying to spin my chair and my scalp around super hot. No, unfortunately. Uh, all right. Well, at least no one else saw. See, because you asked, which means you give a shit. shit so you're right. Well, I don't care if you think I'm sexy. Well, you asked. Shit. So. No, you got me. You got me there. You got me there. I do have you there. I'm Jeff. That's John. Hi, everybody. Hey. 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 I'm going I'm to fix my chair real quick because uh, I don't know why I bothered actually doing the motions on a podcast. Yeah. But I nobody, did. Nobody out there could see you swiveling around, but yet you did it anyway. <laughs> well, you know, despite the fact that I was like pretending to not give a shit about the show or, or what we're doing, yeah. I actually do have a strong commitment to quality. Yeah, there's a work ethic mm-hmm. here. Exactly. So if and I, it's so not sexy. If I say I'm grabbing my hair and attempting to rotate its position on my head, I'm going to do that. Even it's if actually it, happening. Even if it actually kind of hurts and sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just like this podcast. It hurts and sucks. <laughs> That's our new uh, radio show name. It hurts yeah. and sucks. Welcome. K104 with hurts and sucks. <laughs> hey, what up? We're playing the best new metal hits. <laughs> coming up next, a power hour of all hinder. That's right. Coming up, we got POD and stained. <laughs> Does Buck Jerry count? I don't even care. Fuck it. <laughs> so, We're uh, too sexy to care. <laughs> So, this is the wrap-up episode for Mind Harp of Sharu. Yeah. One-third of the big book of uh, Lando stories. Yeah, and I gotta say, I remember a lot more about the third book than the second. Mm. So, you know, right now, we have I gave it a week on that Twitter poll, but that's always a waste of time. No one fills out Twitter polls more than, like, two days after you start them, mm. because they fall down the, out, the, the list so far that no one can see them anymore. You have to link to them. Well, you can always retweet yourself. I could. I could retweet myself. Uh, I don't think it would make a difference. It's, like, 80% in favor of keeping going. Yeah, well. Even with our current vote count. It would, it would take a huge, concentrated push. You hear that, listeners? Yeah. That's not too late, folks. You can stop this. A huge, concentrated push. Mm-hmm. Are you all set with your biggest, most concentrated push? <laughs> I want you to get in there, bitch, <laughs> to turn that around. But that's okay, because I, like I said, I don't remember a thing about F- Flame Wind of Ozeon. Can I tell you the one thing I remember? Sure. Uh, there is a character in it who is a corrupt or at least shitty police officer that's like a stupid... Heavens! Like a stupid bird, and his name is Waywa Fibot. <laughs> and that is the only thing I remember. So, you know, folks should probably start getting excited now for... I, I assume like a pigeon alien named Waywa Fibot who sucks. Some kind of shitty ass cop bird. He's not like the main character or anything, so it's not like I'm giving shit away here. That's just the only thing I remember. And I only know that because I looked him up to see if anyone knew what species he was. I was curious to see if he was a Calabop, which is another Star Wars bird species. Mm. Yeah, so. Anyway, uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. I mean, we're going to read the back of the Flame Wind of Ozeon for later. I guess. I guess, just to kind of be set up for when it eventually does come out. Yeah. But uh, otherwise... Let's discuss the book we just read. (laughs) Ah, good. Excellent. Our normal way of doing that. It is now. (laughs) Our every move is the new tradition. So, I mean, obviously, overall, probably one of the best things we've read on this show. Uh, It is... Yeah, I would say it's up there with the zombie book. Yeah, it's, it's... 
it's not tied into anything, which is great. Mm-hmm. Like having just a story that takes place technically within Star Wars, but is not like we have to give a shit about you know, the overarching plot or any of the other characters aside from who we're talking about right yeah. now. I, you know, I would, I, in a long time ago, I would have compared it to uh, the Brian Daly Han Solo book that we read. The one, yeah. the, the one where they escaped the prison. The thing is outside of the prison escape, that book was boring by comparison to this one. This one has something stupid happen constantly and in a fun way, not in a bad way. Like we get with a lot of other stupid star Wars books. I do enjoy that. And I mean, I've mentioned this a lot, but the fact that Lando during this entire thing is just like fucking trying his best to not be in this book, like as a character is like, hey, man, here's a fun adventure. I do not want a fun adventure. <laughs> no interest. Thank you. And good night. Hey, here's the most interesting thing you'll ever see. I hate it. And I do not want to be a part of it. I love that even the climax of this book featured him trying to get the fuck away from the climax of the book. Oh, yeah. Where it was like, oh, I guess the world's going to turn. The Sheru ruins are going to come back online. He was like, and that'll be a great thing to read about in the papers. Bye. Yeah. Oh, you mean the... <laughs> The galaxy's largest computer network bringing an ancient civilization back to life, destroying everything here while immediately making all of these savages intelligent and then also, like, just having full cities pop into existence. Haha, <laughs> that shit sucks, I'm out. Also, they're probably going to do a little purging. I mean, it's it's going to be a nice, healthy you're purge. You're, you're going to come out, you're going to purge a little bit. Uh-huh. Just a quick purge, you know, just... Just for as a treat. Just get it out of your system. Uh-huh. And then they'll settle into being a regular society once they get all the dudes out of their uh, their MERS. <laughs> uh, so, I, I I mean, I get why Lando wants to be away from that. It is very funny to me because he's probably the person they'd be, like, the happiest about. You know, they'd be like, Oh, hey, it's the dude that woke us up. The, the mind harp guy. Hooray. Let's, like, have a regional small parade in your honor or something. Whatever. I mean, that or they're so advanced. They'd be like... Ah, here's an incomprehensible cube. Use it as you will. <laughs> and you just be like, God fucking damn it. Oh, what am I going to do with this thing? Oh, it made my hand disappear. Great. <laughs> oh. Thank you so much for the cube. I know just where to put it. It's going to be in his attic in case any shrew come to visit him later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're like, ah, I see you still have the cube. Yes, very important, the mm-hmm, cube. Yeah, that's the cube, all right. Tell my kids not to touch the cube ever since one of them disappeared <laughs> and came back changed. He was <laughs> root. <laughs> yes, that's what the cube does. Where the Sheru? <laughs> no reason. <laughs> uh, I do. I also was thinking about it. And I, I mean, about the end of it, when we finally get the like, yes, this was all just sort of like a trap to restart civilization. Mm-hmm. I do really like it. I really like that they were like, oh, we're going to set up a prophecy for this, but the prophecy specifically has to be covering two very basic things, interstellar space flight mm-hmm. and robots. And they're like, if a society is advanced enough that they have both of these, then it's fair game for them to wake us up because we know they won't be like in danger of getting it yeah that is fair although it contradicts with what i think i remember about the bad guy that chased the shrew away so I, but, but you know i don't know for sure it's been so long since i read these i don't know man <laughs> i i didn't know that we would ever find out who the reapers are we we might not i might be backwards about that uh but yeah it is kind of neat that their prophecy involved like someone who's fully capable of space travel fully capable of building a droid and it had One to be person- someone who was like Oh, they're an adventurer from space, so you're like, oh, it's not just like, here's a dude who went up into space once like an astronaut. They're like, no, you need to have interstellar travel. I also like that it's one person and his emissary friend, uh, because that way it's not like a whole army that raids the building. They want one guy to go in there and go on the magic adventure. The question I have is, do you think that hallway that we actually had like a name, it was like named Hall? And all that. Do you think that was built just for the Lando character? Or do you think like the Sheru used to go through there and that was like a natural history museum? Oh, I assume they built it there for whoever was going to show up because they're like, oh, we really need to sell the lie that like this is a huge, important thing for us. (laughs) It is a huge, important thing. Well, yes. (laughs) Except that all it needs to do is like take it off that plinth. That's like the only part of it that's relevant. Even then, we're not sure. That might not be true. It might have been as soon as he got back to Tegudalusat with it. Just it, just it being outside of a temple might have been the thing. It might. We I don't. don't know. We don't know what the activation was. I mean, the book 
sort of makes it seem like the concentrating that fucking Dutes is doing on it is right. what's making it happen. But That could be. Although I prefer to give Dutes no credit at all and assume he's just going... Like, you don't want to give Dutes credit for blowing up his entire planet? It would be funny to me if, if, if at the end he was sitting there being like, God, every time I concentrate on this thing, it causes earthquakes. And it just does that. It, it was just coincidental. Like, every time he goes up, he's like, and now I will finally master it. And everyone's like, that does nothing, man. You're just you're just letting the tense, you're tensing the muscles in your arms so your hand shakes a little. And then when you get really dramatic, you bring up a second arm and you put, like, your hand on your head. <laughs> I think you just gave yourself a nosebleed. Are you okay, dudes? Man, you got, you got some blood pressure issues, I think, man. <laughs> of course I do. I'm dudesmer. <laughs> Of course, I have blood pressure issues. I'm mastering the mind heart. I'm ninety percent blood pressure. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I like that that whole thing tied together. The idea that you would like bury all your cities, but then be like, oh, and then let's condemn uh, us for generations to just have our minds sucked out of our bodies instead of like. Why don't we just bury ourselves too? I just I'm curious about that one. Like they mention uh, uh, Mose mentions that in a year or two he was supposed to retire and pass the torch. Yeah. Do we ever hear a description of a female uh, Toka? I mean, we only ever really get old dudes. It's the all old, old dude. dudes, and and every one of them is like a bent over old dude. The only th- distinction about Mose is that he was a more bent over old dude than the rest of them. He was an older old dude. So I'm really curious about what their societal structure is like. Are they getting, are they boning down while they're chanting about the methodology of boning down? Maybe. They're just like, ah, the song for how to efficiently do missionary position. Ah! <laughs> 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 Wait, what are you starting? This That is the song of your birthday. Ah! <laughs> so so i i don't know i don't know what they're there's it's kind of an interesting thing to think about because it seems like they don't do anything but chant and stand around i mean a little bit but all the chanting is like how to do everything That's true. so i guess they just have one for how to get biz a yeah consistently and thoroughly yeah yeah how to make well because you've got to make sure that you are going to have future generations like if you're going to say all right we're creating this fucking like brain suck field you're going to have to also include instructions for your brain-sucked people to get, you know, down, down and dirty. dirty. Yeah, I know. I just don't understand. I, I'm curious about the process. I, that's something I would like. You're curious about the process. I am. I wish I knew the song. <laughs> I just want. That's all I want. I want to hear the song of how to do it. Yeah. Toka style. Number one, you'll need to be all old, bent over. Like, that's another thing. Is like, if they're yeah, all... Yeah, get her all bent over. <laughs> sure, but if she's super old, it ain't gonna work. There's gotta be young Toka somewhere. This is like that old myth about how you can't find baby pigeons. Ah. <laughs> no, man, they just look older than they are. They're just born old. All right, that's yeah. fair. Just all of them got that Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> they got that Dan Hedaya disease, where you can't prove he was ever a young man. <laughs> uh... Yeah, the uh, book was interesting. I'll say that much. Well, I would say that the interesting thing to talk about is probably Vuffy. Vuffy is... Well, is I mean, a... that's what your favorite thing is. Sure, but I, I would go to the mat and say that he is a standout as far as droid characters have been. I do like him. I mean, we do occasionally get, you know, droids with personality, and then they have to, you know, pilot zords and... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, granted, the Al- Alpha Five is not. I would not say he's one of the teens with attitude. Of the yeah, that's movie. why he doesn't get to yeah. pilot a Zord. He just stands around and says, "Ay, ay, ay." Yeah, I think that dude needs to go find five droids with attitude. <laughs> I hope he just gets all five of Buffy's arms. <laughs> oh man, he's obviously going to get three PO. Oh yeah, I guess so. He's got attitude. Yeah, he does have attitude. But yeah, of all the new droids we've met so far, this is the one that by far is the standout, and that ca- that's counting characters like Guri. Where Guri, you know, that's a neat idea. A droid that's, you know, fully autonomous, looks completely human, can fool anybody, is a super expensive and very powerful assassin, but ultimately just felt like wish fulfillment bullshit. Oh, yeah. So it was not as fun to read about. Vuffy is like, you actually get the rich inner life of Vuffy Raw, <laughs> where you don't get that with Lebo or whatever other droid you feel like we're we, uh, talking about that we may have introduced oh, previously. Oh, yeah. I mean, even when we have chapters from the point of view of droids where it's like oh here's a 3po chapter yeah and it's like from his point of view even then there's not a lot going on emotionally he's just like 
oh, what a bother to do this. I will have to do it because I was told to. Yeah, like the only other character I can think of that's a droid that we read a whole story about was... Remember the woo-her story in the... Woo-her! I got you all in check. Yeah, but in the... uh, in the Star Wars Tales from the Mos Eisley Cantina, the woo-her story was like he finds some droid that like is specifically built to chew up Rodians and make stink foot wine out of them. Yeah. And it's like an interesting character, but it was, again, it just felt like random wish fulfillment. It's just that that guy had a real gross wish. Ah, you know, A very specific, yeah. very gross wish. Shizor's was very much more straightforward. I wish there was a sexy girlfriend robot who never said no to me. Uh. <laughs> and then I get bored of her anyway and make her break up with other girlfriends. <laughs> I mean, Vuffy for me is mostly interesting because Vuffy is so alien. And that's a thing I feel like is missing from a lot of this is, you know, you have Star Wars. And you're like, all right, here's a bunch of humans and then a bunch of aliens and then some droids. But all the droids are like, either I look... Just like a dude, yeah, or, or it, like, I'm a trash can. Or maybe I look like the species that I'm, like, you know, like uh, uh, Forlom, who looks like uh, a Gand. A Even then, it's still just like, yeah, but you're a dude. You're yeah. not, there's no weird alienness a lot to these things. Yeah. And We're, so having something that's like, oh, you know a droid, you could just build it to look like whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And having it be like, yeah, here's a fucking five-point radial starfish tentacle monster with we tentacles on tentacles on tentacles. We haven't even seen half of Uffy's tricks yet. He is fully modular. He can come apart. He is fully functional. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I don't see why not. It feels like he could probably just split one finger off any given tentacle to make the little G-spot one, you know? Like you that, know. That little, that little extra that they'll You know, the little rabbit? Yeah. The little yeah. rabbit that little, goes on jingles? Yeah, the, nu- the little nub. You know, he could probably do that. He could be a nub. But he is like, he can come apart and still have like regular consciousness across a, a remote control distance. Yeah. Uh, he has lots and lots of powers. But, uh, you know, I agree that he's definitely interesting because he's a a robot that we don't normally see, like a droid that has not only, like, thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. about stuff, but is also, like, I am not just willing to argue, but, like, I can fucking defy people to be like, no, man, I want to do this. Yeah, yeah. He is very much more autonomous than droids that we have otherwise met. Even though he immediately glommed himself on to Lando and is like, hey, would you like to take a moment to register me and all that? He's still like, no, Lando, I won't do that. I will do a different thing. (laughs) (laughs) Ultimately, I sussed out that the best way for me to help you in the moment is to say, fuck you and go do what I want. Turns out. (laughs) And Lando's like, God fucking damn it he's right but also he's so hot right now <laughs> god damn it he doesn't give a shit and that's so <laughs> sexy i want to see his little nubbin <laughs> i mean i i also really appreciate that we get the whole like i hate to see like other machines in any sort of disrepair or pain having that like droid empathy is a thing we've never seen no, not even close like c-3po and r2 have, have happily wandered by droid disassembly factories and not given a flying shit no the most they'll be is like oh i hope that doesn't happen to me i yeah. mean fuck that guy but yeah 3po is always like oh i'm scared of this because it could happen to me not like you know oh that battle droid's never gonna have a head and i feel bad or yeah i feel sorrow for this droid for what is currently not going to be able to exist anymore and you're yeah. like oh look an empathy that's amazing. Normally droids are just like, oh, I give a fuck about me and maybe a thing you've programmed me to give a fuck about. Yeah, so Vuffy is a neat character and I am very pro-Vuffy. I'm excited to stick with him for a little while because he doesn't show up anywhere else, which has always been the biggest disappointment to me that this this is a character who I feel like should have been picked up and run ran with in the larger universe of Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, of course, the problem with that being the second you pick something up from this and run with it, now you've got to start answering the questions of, all right, so where's the fucking uh, IMAX system then? The sh- the centrality. I can show you exactly on the regular Star Wars warp map where it is. Yeah. Believe it or not, it is literally the next system over from the Confederate or the uh, corporate sector where all the Han books take place. Ah. So I know exactly where the centrality is and where Ozeon and, and Tegudalusat and everything are. Yeah, and why has this hyper-advanced society done fuck all? Because there's so fucking many of them. Who gives a shit? I mean, it, you never see them ever mention, like, uh, the Yavithans before their book or the uh, 
I'm trying to remember the C. Ruby, the the super hyper advanced velociraptors with tentacles coming out of their noses oh. from uh, Trucid Bacura. But they're out there. It's just that they're all like xenophobic stay at home types. Oh. Maybe the Sheru are that too. Yeah, the Sheru <laughs> just as soon as they emerge from their iMac pyramids, they're just like, ah, oh, good. And now let's. <laughs> Let's just tell everyone to fuck off. Well, I think so, because if you think about it, one of the things we knew about the Shrew was that they honeycombed every world in their solar system, including all the moons, with Shrew crap. It's all over everything. They colonized oh, yeah. the whole fucking solar system, top to bottom, and there's no Shrew ruins anywhere else. It's true. I think they were just perfectly fine with staying in their solar system and their lane. They were just like, yeah, we're good here. Thanks, thanks, guys. Look, the moment you venture outside the solar system, you attract the attention of the big, scary Reapers. So we're we're not going to do that again. All right. That may be. I mean, who knows? It could be that they were like, oh, we tried interstellar travel to get out of our solar system. And then some Reaper was like, beep, boop, murder. <laughs> Yeah, that's a uh, that's a, a space exploration and alien philosophy theory. Is is the, there's something like the stepstones that that uh, there's people out there who genuinely hope that we are the only intelligent life in the universe. Cause oh if yeah, there's, if there's anything one stepstone above us, then that's nice because that means that we're not at an insurmountable stepstone. But it also means that they don't even see us as human because the next levels or so are like you have to you have to advance so far that there's no chance they would recognize us as relevant. Oh yeah, I mean that's been one of my things where I was like, you know, if I want to explain why. Oh, why aren't we contacted by anyone? Why would you? Yeah, why would you bother? Like, the next level up from ours is basically, can you harness your own sun for full power? Like, can you build a Dyson Sphere or a Dyson Swarm around it? Therefore, uh, Hell, the next level might literally be, can you move your own sun? Because uh, we could do that. We have the technology for it. We just can't afford to build it. The scale for it's too ridiculous. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's that kind of shit. No, you don't want to find aliens that can do that stuff. <laughs> you better hope there aren't any. Yeah, because, you know, if history has taught us anything, if an advanced society meets a less advanced society, things do not go well for the less advanced society. <laughs> yeah, but luckily Star Wars doesn't follow that rule. Everyone came up at roughly the same time, and if they did No, Star Wars follows the opposite, where if an advanced society meets a less advanced society, that society jacks their shit. That's true. They're just like, ah, we're Gamorreans, you're idiots for landing on this planet, we're gonna kill you with stone axes and... I guess become space babies. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, that basically follows the Star Trek mirror universe rules of the Vulcans show up and then we murder them and take their ride. <laughs> I hate the mirror universe so much. That's fine. You don't need to like it. I love it enough for both of us. <laughs> I love it aesthetically, but it's so fucking stupid. I know. <laughs> That's why I love it. The thing is, I, I like the Mirror Universe when they lean into the stupid. So the DS9 Mirror Universe episodes are fucking <laughs> phenomenal. Because they're like, hey, you know that dude who's just a hologram on, on our, our station in one of the holosuites? He's a real freedom fighter in the Mirror Universe. That guy's alive on that side. <laughs> I just like the DS9 Mirror Universe shit because they're like... Hey, I know that, like, in the original series and shit for the Mirror Universe, it was mostly like, what if the Federation was evil? Mm -hmm. But we're going to make it, what if the Federation was kinky? <laughs> yeah, better, kinky and evil. And also, what if Ferengi found out about the Mirror Universe? Oh, they try to open trade with it. Yeah. Which is one of the greatest things ever. Because that's any time, they're like, hey, we found a new quadrant. Let's open trade with it. Yeah. We found a different dimension. Let's open trade with it. See, the, the place where the uh, Mirror Universe falls apart for me is Discovery. Where even then, even if it's neat and fun to read, to watch and so on, they stick with Philippa Giorgio for way too long afterwards. She's like, hi, I'm the most evil person in the galaxy. Can I work in your secret police? And they're like, yes. Also, this is a very serious show where people say fuck and they constantly cry. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, I'm not going to take it seriously at all. I'm like you hired the Wicked Witch from The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Which, again, I fucking love. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, back to Star Wars. Anyway, huh? Star Wars, huh? So, so about that Star Wars. Them Stars Wars. Lando is a neat character to discuss. Lando in this, great, because, again, so often after the movies, if anyone was doing a Lando thing, he, one, suffers from the Star Wars problem of, if we showed you doing a thing, that's all you're allowed to do anymore. Nothing but capes and businesses. Yep, it's just, what do you do? I mine, baby. Mm -hmm. That's all I do. Yeah. I had a mining business once, and forever, that is what I do now. Yeah, I, I can probably name four different Lando mining businesses. And it's just like, why? He, you could have been like, 
yeah, he's kind of a scoundrel, like, scam artist, and this mining operation was his latest scam. You don't have to make every operation mining. He could just be like, dude, I am the get-rich-quick scheme man of Star Wars. Yeah, the whole point, I mean, in Empire, the whole point to Lando was supposed to have been that he went legit recently, that he finally stopped being a con man and a smuggler like Han was, and went legit by getting this administrator job. But I don't know what qualifies him for it. Like, why is he qualified to run a flying mining city? We don't know. My guess is he won the fucking thing in a card game because oh, that's how he does certainly. everything. And and uh, when he loses it, he should be like, ah, a sigh of relief. I am no longer middle management. Yeah, and that's the Lando we get in this book. Mm-hmm. Like, the Lando we get here is like, I don't want responsibility. I don't want to be tied down. I don't want anyone telling me what to do. I want to go out. I want to gamble. I want to have fun. Mm-hmm. I want to fuck. I want to get drunk. That's all I want to do. I am good times Lando. Yeah. And then when we see him in any other book, he's like, I'm a businessman. I love business. I think a large part of that, and I hate to say it because I feel like this is a true thing. That's This book was written by a dude who's like such a, uh, a dedicated libertarian that he routinely runs for office in Arizona. Well, yes. Um, and, and what we see here is a Lando who openly rejects at like... Business, government, even things that he perceives as like corporate interests in architecture. He's like, no, I hate it. I hate all of it. I want nothing to do with it. And I, I guess that's supposed to be something that he grows out of when we finally meet him in Star Wars because he's like the boss of a city. I no longer care about freedom. I love being tied down. Yeah, it's a weird flex. And I think it's got a lot more to do with the author than it does to do with uh, like Lando. It's more like he was like, I'm going to write Lando as a free spirit like I am. Hmm. <laughs> that said, I love the result. Yes, it's a good thing to have specifically this character be like, yeah, I I cherish my freedom and the fact that he spends so much time being like, I do not want to go on this adventure because it makes me beholden to some other asshole. He's like, I don't want that. The reason I chose the life I have is so I wouldn't do that. Yeah, and I mean, the... The sea change between this version and every other Lando is astonishing. Oh, yeah. Like, Lando in the main expanded universe continuity marries his wife as a business transaction after a series of letters where he never actually sees her. It's so fucking stupid. Like, he pick, he's just like, oh, well, she owns, like, an important business and I own an important business and let's merge our important businesses. And then they, like, meet right before they get married. It's, like, the weirdest choice. Oh, yeah. It's just... Ah, this is a marriage of convenience, and it turns out I do like her, because yeah. she's very pretty. It, I'm yeah. lucky that my business wife is hot. <laughs> I've always wondered if that happened specifically because people kept pitching Lando books, and, and Del Rey was like, no, no, they're about Luke, Han, or Leia. Wow. And also, when I say or, I mean and. All of them are about Luke, Han, and Leia. <laughs> you can't have a Lando book. We did that once, and it was fucking weird you're not allowed to be weird anymore so people are like i want to write a romance for lando and they're like no the first person who asked for that has to write a, a one where he has a boring arranged marriage <laughs> uh the uh but yeah the the book itself very interesting an interesting way to go about things again not tied into anything not tied into the force or any of the galactic republic shit yeah i mean ultimately it, it, i don't think it I, I remember if we have a question about this or not so i feel bad i mean i think it. we do um oh about roker oh no oh okay yeah no i know i know the question you're thinking of now the, the uh, ultimately the sorcerers of tund were uh, eventually reclaimed to be a force tradition boo like if you look them up they're like oh it's an alternative force tradition or something but these books make no mention of that at all oh yeah they will never and that's su- what i love yeah they'll never suggest that he's a force user or a sith or nothing he's a wizard <laughs> this and motherfucker got magic i reject the fact that some star wars encyclopedia writer in the 90s was like this book has a wizard in it? No, 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 no. He's some kind of Jedi. We'll just fix it to that. Oh, it's... wait a minute. You tried to make this setting weird. Yeah. No, 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 no. So no. I openly decry the presence of that in the uh, in the Wikipedia. He is a fucking wizard. He casts magic missile. And he this has... dude has spells. Go mm-hmm. fuck yourself. Yeah, that's that's as simple as Roker Gept is a weird dude. And I like it that way. He's in a basement. He knows why I'm here. <laughs> he has no sense of right and wrong. Wizard. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, do you want to get to the questions? Sure, let's do it. Okay. All right, starting off, what other instruments are also mines, and what do they do? <laughs> well, we do have a mind harp here, so I guess it could be potentially things like mind violins or whatever. I mean, the mind flute, obviously. 
just yeah. gets the entire society horny. Yeah, mind flute sounds like basically what the Pied Piper has. Yeah. Which is sort of like, oh, I'm going to... But it gets you horny. Yeah, except it gets you horny and it doesn't affect kids, because... It's, so it's not like the Pied Piper in any way. In fact... Yeah, in fact, it's the opposite of the Pied Piper. Yeah, it makes... It makes <laughs> adults follow him, consenting adults. It makes consenting adults get real horny. Uh-huh. That's a pretty rad flute. I don't know if it's like what Kenny G plays. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, check this out. And you're like, ah, oh, shit, I gotta take my pants off. Oh, man. My pants I'm are so, chafing me. So horny right now for a consenting adult. <laughs> I gotta hump in the direction of that enchanting melody. <laughs> uh, now I'm just imagining the audience for a Kenny G concert all just very rhythmically, slowly humping in time to the music. <laughs> no one actually humping each other, just into the air, just very slowly. Look, look, none of our listeners have ever been to a Kenny G concert. You can't prove that's not what happens. You don't know. It's. It looks like you just found a seabed of kelp, and they're all just, like, swaying mm-hmm. in time, but it's all just humping the air. Yeah, it's like a crotch-focused wave. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> My dream. Kenny G concerts. I've got to go to a Kenny G concert now. <laughs> one more thing that makes me wish I was one of them YouTube millionaires so I could organize that actually happening. <laughs> Just one more thing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of alternative musical instruments. I think it'd be kind of fun if they're... Act- I mean, this is going to sound like a joke excuse to say a weird musical instrument. The mind zither? I was going to say mind theremin. Oh, okay. I think that'd be a really neat thing if that would actually be like a machine that worked in Star Wars. If it was a full technological thing. Like I if- mean, at that point, I would assume that would just be things that make people afraid. Because mm-hmm. you do the like, sp- spooky noises, and it just makes you go, oh, oh. <laughs> I'd be fine with that too. But also, if it was just like 50 sci-fi, if you were like, you are now under my control. <laughs> We control the horizontal. And and they'd be like, oh, God, he does. He does. I'm I'm mind controlled by his mighty theremin of power. The mind theremin. It's just because theremins already make what sounds like mind control music. That's that's all it is. What would be the least, uh, uh, like the the mouth harp? (laughs) Yeah. The mind mouth harp of Sheru. You guys stick it in your mouth, boing, 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 dong. And, and then you do that, do, and it summons all the IMAX. All it can do is make people tell stories about what happened down ho- down the holler. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, you go down holler way. <laughs> Some guy over there, boing, dong, boing, dong, in his mouth, and one guy comes out, well, yeah, my grandmother done ate a raccoon up the holler. <laughs> Made a soup from its bones, too. Still have it to this day. And then when the harp stops, they're like, I, I don't even know what a holler is. What, I'm British. What, what am I even what, doing what here? What was any of that? What? What indeed? <laughs> bang, bong, bang, dong. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> they can take all my toes except in this one. <laughs> bang, dong, bong. <laughs> this is my good toe. So uh, do you have any musical instruments, or are we good with the, the theremin and the mind mouth harp? Oh, I, I had the flute. I oh, had the, the, flute, the, the mind flute, the, right. horn, the horny flute. That's right, the horny flute. Okay, we're good. Uh, do you think this story was strengthened or weakened by the complete absence of Force stuff? And it is 100% strength. It is the best thing about this, almost for sure. I mean, as much as I love Buffy Ron, wish he was a more prevalent character in the EU, the fact that this book just eschews the Force entirely is a delight. And the fact that it doesn't have the force means you have to rely on things like Buffy Raw to go like, all right, let's try and science this. Cause we can't yeah. just sit there and go like, ah, reaching out with the force. I can tell that the uh, I'm big. And you're like, God damn it. Fucking the force ruins everything. Imagine either R2 or 3PO getting in an argument with Luke about who actually is big and who is small. They wouldn't do it. R- 3PO would just be like, Oh my, I don't know. I don't want to be so little. Save me. And R2 would probably just be like, Beepity boop, motherfucker. I don't give a shit. I'm going up someone's asshole. <laughs> I've always believed that's why I'm shaped this way. Finally, God has deemed it time. <laughs> time to turn on those jet rockets I got and go whoop. You, you didn't know this, but the R in R2D2 stands for suppository. <laughs> it's weird that they got it wrong, but it's correct in an alien language. Uh, I like the, that hard left from rectal and going to suppository. Uh-huh. It's good. It's a good joke. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 vastly improved by the fact that this doesn't have any Jedi in it. Yeah, having weird, seemingly magical bullshit without anyone there to be like, 
ah, I can feel the force flow through this pyramid is so good because you want to have times when things are mysterious. Yes. And the force ruins mysteries. It does. I suspect it doesn't help that we are just coming off of I Jedi. Mm, yeah. Because I Jedi was too much force. It was a lot of force and it was just like, Man, this is terrible. I hate everything about this. It ruins fights. It ruins mysteries. It's yeah. just like, God damn it, I don't care. Yeah, so I'm really glad this doesn't have the force in it. I think it was a vast improvement. What else we got? Uh, how would you guys go about changing the story to better fit into the wider Star Wars universe? Uh, besides the obvious thing like making the wizard a Sith or whatever. First of all, I would never do that. Never. I mean, the thing is, if I had to go about changing it to fit into the wider Star Wars universe... Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd put some named aliens in there. Oh, I'd yeah. Know, some Rodians and shit are around. Like, that'd be... Because that's all you really need for it to count as the EU is... You can't be like, oh, there's a gurgling pile of kelp over there. It has to be like, it's a Zephliffle, the, gur the gurgling pile of kelp species. Yep. We have names for everything. Go yeah. look up your source book. Yeah. I mean, I guess obviously I could be like, oh, the Shrew are actually a remnant of the Rakatan Empire or some shit. Yeah. How about if uh, if we had a Luke subplot, but he's two? Ah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Luke, uh, Luke shits his pants and wants to wa wants another cracker. Okay. No, I thought he was two. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's normal Luke. Uh, normal Luke also shits his pants. And wants a cracker. It's true. He is he is a big fan of crackers growing up in that desert like he did. Hey, now. He has an affini affiliation for very dry foods. <laughs> and white people. I Oh, see, I had not drawn that connection. Hmm. Huh? Hmm. Interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't really Tell want, me more. I, I don't really want to connect this to the larger. It, it has small connections. We breezed past a couple times that they mentioned either the Republic or the Empire. And a big part of that is because, technically, I think this book is supposed to be written pre-Empire. Well, yeah, the, I mean, they mentioned the Old Republic. Yes, they do. As far as, like, oh, this goes back to the Old Republic stumbled upon these when they were ruins. Yeah. And there are things about how Lando's happy to be out from under Imperial jurisdiction here mm -hmm. and there. Um, but that's about the only mem members or mentions you get. And ultimately, we do know that if Lando's this young, that the Empire hasn't been formed yet. This is from back when the Empire probably lasted a respectable amount of time and not like 22 years ah. <laughs> so so i mean i guess i'd probably connect it to the current continuity and have him be like afraid about the fall of the of the current republic happy to be out from under the purview of the jedi armies that'd be kind of neat I, I guess to connect it to that i mean but i'm trying to think of how old he is in comparison to when things happen because i assume He's like, he would be, like, if he was old enough to be flying around gambling, he would be old enough that the Empire was already around. That's fair. That, I guess it that's might true, be yeah. like, I want to get out of the now-forming Empire, yeah. where he's like, look, I've seen the writing on the wall. He's supposed to be about five years older than Han, who is himself about five or six years older than Luke, who is 19, in, when the actual storyline takes place. So Lando's probably somewhere in his early 30s, it, it, at as of A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, which would mean... Which would mean he's like 10. Yeah, that doesn't quite add up. Yeah, so exactly. There's, yeah, there's, a, there's an issue there, but that's fine. No, I, I think it's fine if he's like, I gotta get out of this newly formed empire because I can see where this is going. Yeah, he can see the, he can see the writing on the wall and he's like, no, thank you. It's gonna be aliens first, but then I know exactly who's after that. Yep. Especially uh, with how, uh, let's go ahead and say pasty some of these veers and so on are. yeah i've seen the accents of most of the people in power here and mm. i'm i'm good pip pip jolly good let's be an empire and he's like no <laughs> i got places to be that aren't here uh let's see are there any other obscure weird ass star wars books y'all have an interest in doing in the future outside the rest of the lando series well i mean I've mentioned Splinter it. of the Mind's Eye is the only one I know of that's a weird ass book we haven't done. It is a very weird book. There is also I always forget the name of it, but there's the one that's supposed to connect, and it never got published. But there's a manuscript floating around uh, for a storyline about how people from Earth founded the Star Wars universe. Yes. So I've always kind of wanted to read that, and I haven't. So that that that's one that I'm very interested in. The other thing we have not delved that far outside of the of uh, the Star Wars Republic. I, we've done one Clone Wars era book in the mall lockdown, and we've done one uh, Old Republic book, but it was like zombies, so it was extremely disconnected from anything else. Oh, yeah. So I'd kind of like to go into like the Darth Revan stuff a little bit, I guess, sure. just to see that. But I mean, I guess yeah. I would like to do another Old Republic 
book. There's another one that I've been interested in for a while. There's two books in the series. They're called MedStar 1 and 2, and they're basically Star Wars mash. Huh. Like, they're, you know, a huge war is happening. I think it's Imperial versus Rebel War. And it, instead of focusing on the heroes of the war, it focuses on people who are running a, a uh, response medical unit. Mm. And so that's kind of a neat thing to look at, like an interesting focus. And then, again, ultimately, there is one other book that's an adaptation of a video game and not an adaptation of... Uh, like the expanded universe Star Wars novels in general, which it's based on the uh, Battlefront series. Oh. So I, I kind of want to see what that's all about. But other than that, no, I, I think there's, you know, th- I don't know. There's probably a lot more books out there that I have no idea about. Excuse me. Yeah, well. Hiccups are attacking. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, less of a question, more of a comment. The pyramids being nodes of a giant computer makes picturing them as old pretty IMAX extremely appropriate. Thank you. Very true. Yeah, the fact that they're made out of, of translucent plastic and they are computers is uh, is perfect. All they need is some of those ugly round mouses that were completely terrible <laughs> from that early candy IMAX era. God remember, remember damn. those fucking things? Yeah, my sister had one of those IMAX, and I was just like, God, this is the worst fucking it's thing. Like, it's like trying to navigate the UI with a fucking hamburger. Give me a goddamn mouse already. This is insane. Or give me a hamburger. Or Or give me death. Just give me a hamburger, please. I'm begging you. I've tried to eat this mouse for an hour. (laughs) And it keeps running away from me. The jolly candy-like hamburger. You wouldn't eat it, would you? (sighs) Uh, Given the Alice in Wonderland nod, what other incredibly obvious classic literature needs to make its way into a Star Wars novel? I mean, that and we had the man... You know, breaks in with a gun. Oh yeah, the Raymond Chandler. The Raymond reference. Chandler stuff. Yeah, it was which was very on the nose to the point where they even named you the know, character Chandler. Chandler. Yeah, that was that was I, when I first read this, I had never heard that. I was like a kid, so I'd never heard that that old uh, maxim, that Raymond Chandler maxim. So now reading it again, I was like, holy fuck, that is a direct quote. That is that is that's right on that nose. That's not even a reference. That's that just is out up there. the nose. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they ever had Chandler burst in with a gun on Friends. Like, how do we end this episode of Friends? We'll have a Chandler burst in with a gun. <laughs> I would absolutely love if the end of an episode of Friends was just Chandler Bing bursts into someone's apartment with a gun, and everyone goes, oh, and then end episode. Could it be any more to be continued? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Let's see. One one more time. If I had YouTube millions. YouTube millions. That's what I'd do. I'd hire what's his name who played Chandler and to have him burst in with a gun. It's true. We all would. Uh I think Mm -hmm. we all do. (laughs) Or get your degree. (laughs) Uh, I mean, other. I want Moby Dick. I know it's it's obvious classic literature, but the idea of one guy being obsessed with hunting some kind of space monster. Yeah, that's perfectly functional. And and it, it would be great and would be another wonderful way to have. A story that doesn't need to tie into the plot of Star Wars. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, off on some fucking system somewhere, mm-hmm. there is a dude who is obsessed with murdering some star dragon or whatever. Yeah, it could be a Duino Gwyn, or you could even just set it in a gas giant and have it be like a stream situation where it's like one guy left on Bespin after everyone else is left because he's going to catch that gas snake that lives in the high atmosphere of Bespin by God. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. It would be amazing. I would love that. Yeah, so I don't... What do you got? Uh, I mean, as far as... Because I was thinking tropes rather than actual, like, just take a literature things that happen. But I guess, honestly, the fact that this does just rip off fucking Chandler and Alice in Wonderland, Wonderland, I'm like, oh, I guess you could just do that. Yeah. But, you know, I... uh, (laughs) The urge to be like, oh, give me some Regency shit. Just give me, like, Jane Austen writes a Star Wars novel. Uh, sense and Sith ability. Hell yeah. <laughs> I guess it's probably better if it was Sith and sensibility, though. That way you don't have to make up any new words. I would totally read Sith and sensibility. I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to... Right? You just get yourself a nice courtly... What little... news of the Korriban season? <laughs> exactly! <laughs> you just have all of these people who are like, Ah, oh, I have secrets and I'm going to a ball. <laughs> it seems Darth Darcy is going to be there. He's the most eligible lord in the manor. If I can become apprentice to Darth Darcy, he will be my stepping stone. <laughs> Okay, now I need this shit. Sith and sensibility is 100% on the docket. Yeah, we just mailed that to ourselves. No one else write that. (laughs) TM, don't do it. Registered trademark, Sith and sensibility. (laughs) 
And zombies. Uh, <laughs> obviously, the sequel to it. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, you'd think the sequel would be Pride and Prejudice with a with a Star Wars thing, but no. No. <laughs> uh, all right. Regardless of Pride whether... Pride and was. Mm, that's probably reaching a little, nah. huh? Is that not that great? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like... Anxiety of Green Gables. I mean, the other one is Jedi and Prejudice. <laughs> Prejudice, whatever. Jedi and prejudice is, you know, the other That's one fine. you can do. So Sith and se- sensibility, Jedi and prejudice, uh-huh. <laughs> and anxiety of Green Gables <laughs> soup. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! We got him. Got him. <laughs> All right. Uh, regardless of whether you do or don't continue reading the Lando trilogy, do you have any expectations for what wild shit will happen? Uh, since we apparently are, my expectations are very little. Mostly, I all I want mm-hmm. is just, I mean, obviously more Roker Gepta shit, which I, you, you have you confirmed. Will get, you will get more Roker. I don't know if he's prevalent in the second one or not, but he is ultimately the villain of this trilogy. But I also am like... Fucking go back and see what's going on with the now uplifted Sheru. I, I want I, to see what's happening. I don't with them. think you get. That. I know, and it <laughs> fucking pisses me off. Like here's an entire book, and the climax is an entire solar system gets uplifted from this pre like old republic super advanced technological thing, and then let's not check in with that. I think my favorite thing about that is. I've only read one other book that had a strong Lando focus, which was uh, one of the Black Fleet, Fleet Crisis books. He had a big subplot to himself. Yeah. And in that in that subplot, he solves a puzzle that reawakens a long-forgotten alien civilization. God damn it. <laughs> and I only just now put that together, but <laughs> it's just, you know, if he had a nickel, it's just <laughs> weird that it happened twice. Yeah. Uh, fucking you, Would you like to hear, just really quick? We don't have to save it for the end because there's no secret what we're doing this time. All right. So I can read, I can tell you a little hint of what's coming. A little flame wind. The Ozeon was a solar system of luxury hotels catering to the underemployed, filthy rich. Every gambler's dream come true. And so it was for Lando Calrissian and his robot companion until Lando broke the gambler's cardinal rule never beat a cop at high stakes games of chance. (laughs) That's it. Uh. That's all you get. That's all we know is that he probably plays a fucking Sabak game against a cop and wins a lot. And yeah, then I, the cop arrests him because he's dirty. It strikes me that the only thing I remembered about the flame wind of Ozeon was the name of a cop. Well, there you go. Uh, I don't know if it's him or not. I genuinely don't. Uh. <laughs> so I guess we're looking forward to gambling and rich uh, like palaces and shit. Uh. I wonder if it'll start with Lando still full on wealthy. Or do you think I mean, he wasn't wealthy. He just had a shitload of stuff that was worth. That's true. I guess guess technically, he he, his assets were still tied up in life crystals. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not liquid at the moment. Is the thing. (laughs) But uh, I'm curious to see how much of that he'll just roll into fixing up the Falcon. I mean, it'd probably be a lot better if it had a fucking bed. Well, here's the thing: someone posts Lando's bed situation to our living spaces, and he gets roasted hard enough to actually get motivated to put a proper fucking bedroom on the ship. What would Lando's ideal bedroom look like? Bonus question, does Vuffy Rog get his own bedroom, or does he share it with Lando? Well, obviously, Vuffy Rog gets a little pentagonal cat bed that's at the foot of Lando's bed. <laughs> I was going to say, obviously, Vuffy sleeps on Lando's bed at his foot. He weighs like 300 pounds. That's why you got to reinforce that bed. <laughs> I'm not saying he'll damage the bed. I'm just saying he'll damage Lando's feet. But he's would... not sleeping on him. He's at the foot. I guess that's fair. Like down on the ground. At the foot no, of the, he's on, on the, the foot. On the of, he's on the bed. But I don't at want his a 300 feet. pound metal lump in my bed. Even if I'm not, it's not currently on me. I'm going to kick. I'm going to stub my toe on Vuffy in the middle of the night. Well, that's on you. I, if Vuffy's sleeping with me, he's the little spoon. <laughs> See, I want Vuffy big spoon. It's fair. That's just because you like being the little spoon. Yeah, because I don't get to. I'm too big. <laughs> You're too big to be too little. big to be little spoon. That's not true. That's a mindset fail on your part. You can be the little spoon if you put your mind and ass to it. <laughs> uh, you can spoon it. Put your ass into it. It'll be fu- it'll be like someone riding a killer whale at SeaWorld or whatever, but it'll still be romantic. <laughs> just like riding a killer whale at SeaWorld. Uh-huh. So hot. <laughs> There's nothing hotter than not giving a shit and riding a killer whale at SeaWorld. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I assume Lando's ideal bedroom looks like 
mostly closet for capes and then a Murphy bed. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't feel like he's... The, the whole thing is we, we get this sense of Lando just because of the capes and because of his immediate crush on Leia that he has a thing for the finer things in life. Well, he... I mean, no matter what, even in this book that goes out of its way to make Lando different than a lot of other ones, he's still like, I appreciate fucking nice clothes. Yeah, he li- he's a clothes horse, that's for sure, but... I, I don't know if he's like a five-star hotel guy or not. Do you think he, he probably is, right? I mean, I assume he appreciates it, but he's the type of person that's like, if I was going to Vegas, I'd stay at the Four Queens because it's cheaper. Yeah, because he doesn't give a shit. He'd stay in whatever hotel had the tournament. Yeah. He'd just be like, I don't care. I just want to get to the tournament and win and then get back to my room and sleep. Yeah, no, he is definitely one of those people that's like, the room is unimportant, it's fine. That's why I'm like, dude, it's a closet with a fucking Murphy bed, because he does not care. He doesn't, he doesn't, I I feel like weird for saying that, because ultimately everything we know about Lando suggests that he should be like a luxury guy, but I don't know that he cares, I think his luxury is probably more ostentatious than his personal living accommodations. Oh yeah, I mean, it's the kind of thing where I'm like, I assume if he was like, oh, we're doing a full like remake and like we're gonna try and glow up the falcon yeah i'm guessing way a more lot important, of white linen would probably- i was gonna say way more important would be like the actual living spaces mm-hmm. like he'd be way more likely to get a fucking like cappuccino maker than he would a nice bed that's true yeah i mean i could see him decorating it like a cute little beach house bungalow you know like putting up some crown molding that has like starfish and shit on it Oh, gluing some gluing a couple of hot like hot gluing shells to like the knobs on the dryer just going yeah. full margaritaville here yeah, yeah, or yeah. What? put like a jute rug in the entryway you know for like catching sand that people step when they come in huh? yeah sure why not that makes perfect sense of course it does i mean i like the idea of him pretty much just doing all white linen for the room the the room because again that's understated it's tasteful it matches the sensibilities but really i feel like when lando got a lot of money he wants the world to know not just him like he's gonna be out there whipping out fliff at the club you know again that's why i'm like it would be much more likely for him to make the like living area in the falcon an entertaining space than for him to give a shit about a bedroom exactly that's right where i'm at all right uh let's see who else deserves a solo trilogy pick a movie character or someone from another book or even someone from this book who isn't lando i don't care no one needs a solo trilogy han already had two (laughs) (laughs) Ah, do you get it uh, <laughs> uh, I guess there's other people on the list. You could give one to Jason or Jaina or Anakin. Uh, do, do, do you do you get it? Yeah, because of their name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, give it to his weird uh, twin his, uncle. <laughs> yeah, his uncle twin Thracken Sal Solo. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, that guy's fucking like evil like Gargamel style. Oh yeah. So it would not surprise. He would actually be a pretty fun guy to read a trilogy about. I mean, I would love a trilogy that was about someone else. That we have never been, like, seen before anything else, but the villain is Thracken Solo. <laughs> uh, it could be the story of how someone else got evil. Like, Hethrier against Th- Thracken Solo, and by the end, Hethrier's like, man, fuck being a good guy. That was so much work. <laughs> <laughs> but let's see. Uh, Thracken Solo is an interesting choice, given that we have never encountered him in any of the books that we've read. So let's let's pick someone from the books that we have read. No. No? You just won't? No, I will not. <laughs> I refuse to. Sir, fuck you. <laughs> I don't I, care. I want a trilogy about that extremely beachy uh, Sith kid from the high school zombie story. Uh, Even though he got eaten by zombies immediately, I was like, oh, he's like so self-assured. I want his young adult novel. Uh, and then he can get eaten by zombies. Yeah. It's the, it's the trilogy that happens before that book. Yes, exactly. So that, that'd be my pick. <laughs> it's like getting the first three years of Harry Potter and then the fourth book is everyone dies to zombies. The other one I would also be okay with is set like 400 years before New Hope and it's the young dashing adventures of, of itchy uh, Chewbacca's granddad. Yes. Yeah, like, you know, the way they set like Alfred in the Cold War era on that weird epic uh, streaming service. Yeah, just that shit. It's just called Itchy. It's like a Disney Plus show. Wow. But it's a trilogy. Obviously, it's got to be books. So it's just a trilogy of books called Itchy. And it's just like he's a dashing Wookiee special agent. All you know about him is that when he gets old, and he will survive to get old, he'll just sit in a chair and, like, fucking chew his cud to porn. (laughs) Hey, after you read these three books, you'll be like, that guy's earned it. I salute his service. He deserves a discount when he gets fast food. Yeah, like he's going to be looking at Han all like, what are you doing to that chair? When 400 years old, you reach, jack off this good, you will not. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, itchy. Coming soon to D+. (laughs) 
Uh, y'all often talk about how different this book is written from more recent EU books. What would the book be like if it was written in the 90s or aughts? Which I think is mostly just the we kind of try and that. make it more like the Star Wars universe. They'd mention. I mean, obviously, it would have. <laughs> Luke and Han and yeah, they Leia have a subplot. In it. Yeah, even though it wouldn't make any sense for them to have a subplot, you pretty much only need a Han one. No, I mean honestly, it would be like one of those three is with Lando during this. Oh, that's fair. Probably Luke is like, ah, we're in a weird pyramid, and I can tell the Force. Luke would be like five in this time period. He can't. It's got to be Han, and it's got to be the story of how Han would eventually get the Falcon away from him. He's like part he, of the trilogy, and in the third one, he wins the Sabacca game and gets it. Exactly. that Because that does not happen at the end of these. I can tell you that much. If you were curious about the ultimate spoiler reveal, no, this ends with Lando being the proud owner of the Falcon still. Yeah, well. So uh, we that the whole thing where he wins it from a circus, and then Lando, or Han wins it from him, we never hear it. See, Heidner hair of that in this book. Hmm. Honestly, that would be a pretty interesting book to read as well. The one that's, I think it's just called Millennium Falcon, and it's just the story of the Falcon. It's the weirdest idea. Yeah, so anyway, uh, it'd be that. They'd, they'd somehow force in a character, probably Han, and also they'd name all the aliens and make sure that you know that they're like related to aliens you've already seen so you don't feel like they're too out, out of place. Uh-huh. They'd be like, there's a Wookiee here, and his name is Chambaka, and he's Chewbacca's uncle. He's Chambuka. <laughs> a little Sambuka. Hi, I'm Sambuka. <laughs> so, I mean, it wouldn't be good. Ultimately, no. we'd have to hear what all the spaceships are. You'd have to know that everything chasing him when he gets in space fights is Z-95s and Howl Runners or whatever. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It would just be listing things. That's all it would be. It'd be like, hey, you know all those Star Wars words that you want to hear? Uh, here they are. Like the pullback page could just be like, insert these words at your leisure. <laughs> here, Here is your pepper to put upon the I page. I forget who did that. The guy who wrote the, the book and then just included a yeah. page of punctuation. Yeah. But it'd be great if you did that with the Star Wars novel and the last page was just like, uh, Rancor, Gamorrean, uh, Z-95, Star Destroyer, uh, Bespin. Lol. <laughs> Jizz. Kyber Crystals. Ilum Crystals. Uh, let's see. Oh, we only had one more question, but it's the same question, which is just the literature gimmick you would use rather than the Lewis Carroll trope. Let's do it again! But bonus question for Jeff. Hmm. Have you ever regretted giving John the reins? <laughs> uh, uh, how much do you regret reading a supernatural novel? <laughs> the supernatural novel, I would say, is probably the bigger regret between the two because the X Men versus or X Men Star Trek one was fucking weird. That was a worthwhile read. See, and that the thing is, I had read that one before, so I knew it was fucking weird. Yeah, it it, it was weird largely because it missed so many of the things that a book would normally need to count as a book. <laughs> words yeah like it's just a punctuation general thrust or plan or something Uh, it really felt like a a full 300 page book about 44 minutes of tv content uh, which is a weird choice you think you'd want to stretch it a little bit they really didn't uh but no no i'm okay with john having the reins especially because recently he's let me take the reins on tv mastery once or twice yeah and i am fine with reins being handed off because occasionally you just get some dumb garbage that you wouldn't yeah, the whole uh, the whole canceled shows was what what happened when he shot down point blank my backdoor pilots entirely series, uh, and I was like, well, okay, fine. If I can't do nothing but backdoor pilots because we can't call ourselves the backdoor brothers, then then by God, I want one about shows that were canceled after a single episode. And you know, John, to his credit, was like, show me a list. And when I did, he was like, oh fuck, we're doing this. Yeah, no, <laughs> I. There are certain things that I'm like, as long as it seems interesting, I'm fine with it. Yeah. But Backdoor Pilots is like, I don't want to watch a bunch of, like, movies that were supposed to be series. They're not movies. No, no, no. The pilot movies are different from Backdoor Pilots. Oh, I know. I'm saying yeah. a lot of the Backdoor Pilots, though, are like, here's an hour and a half pilot for a show. Ah, I, I, one of these days, I'll send you a list of some of them. To, I, I won't even do it. I've got a plan for Backdoor Pilots. That's like my own project I'm working on nowadays. You'll hear about it when I tell you about the the nanny episode that's a, a backdoor pilot for a show about a salon oh, or uh, the, the five different Charles and Char- did you know that every major character on Charles in charge either has a twin brother or an identical cousin ah! all of them because all of them got backdoor pilots about the main characters as their identical relatives doing things in other states Wow <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Yeah, Willie Ames has an identical cousin running a hotel in Hawaii, and things get wacky. <laughs> identical cousin. I don't know if that's him or or Bayo. I forget which one it is, but the, all three of the main characters have identical relatives. Great. <laughs> See, that's the kind of shit that I wanted to talk about. But 
I'm not bitter because I've got the next one lined up as well. That's fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. No, I have no regrets. No regrets. Also, another thing I would like to see, as long as we're discussing old books that I would like see, to see turned into Star Wars things, because that was a question again, the James Harriet uh, veterinary novels. I would love to see a book about Star Wars large animal veterinarians. Ah, I mean, we kind of got that in our MMO one, where our main character was, was, biologist, was yeah. the biologist who knew about animals. But that book sucked ass, so I would like one that doesn't. And it's just like a strapping veterinarian living in like somehow Star Wars equivalent of Yorkshire in the 1930s. And he has people keep showing up to him. They're like, my Ronto has a thorn in its foot. And he's like, I'll come immediately. Uh. And there's all these descriptions of him with like one arm sank up to the shoulder in a rancor's vagina. Uh. Trying to get a baby rancor out of there. (laughs) I'm afraid it's presenting transverse. We'll need to operate. I want that book. Sure. Why not? There you go. All right. Awesome. That's all our questions. That's everything for the wrap-up. Well, then we wrapped it up, didn't we? We wrapped it on Which is up. the responsible thing to do. Indeed. Folks, remember to wrap it up. No party hat, no party. Mm-hmm. Don't, <laughs> don't get in the bathtub unless that duck is rubbered. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, as always, we're going to go make bonus content, same as it ever was. Uh, if you want to hear that, you're going to have to head over to Wook. Wookiepedia. <laughs> that won't help you. That's wrong. You're gonna have to head to patreon.com slash system mastery. Woo! Thank you, Ric Flair. <laughs> where where we will make for, at the two dollar level our content where we go to Wikipedia and save you the trouble. That's right. You Why don't gotta you go, go to Wikipedia. Why would you go to Wikipedia when we're gonna go there for you and find dumb shit about Star Wars <laughs> to tell each other and to tell to you? For all of $2. Yep, that's right. There's mm-hmm. so much content there. We've been doing it for so long. That We're also, so tired. That also unlocks... I think we'll the, die soon. ...the $1 level content that you can get. <laughs> and then you can bump it up if you love what we do and you want even more and you want to support us even more. Mm-hmm. Then, hey, that $5 level gets you yet more bonus content, monthly content. It gets you so much shit. Jesus Christ. Someone help Buy us. Buy our stuff, please. Help me. Help us. <laughs> and otherwise, hey, I want to thank you all for listening. And I hope you all had a wonderful time listening to this. And I've been Elan Sleeves Bagano. <laughs> and I don't give a shit. That's so fucking sexy. 